0: everybody welcome back to equal time soccer we are live from the blackheart bar your home for the women's world cup this summer and also your home for equal time content because this is where i keep my big computer so we are welcoming today we're lucky to have the USLW League Defender of the Year, Minnesota Aurora co-captain and All-MAC defender, All-Ohio, which we have to talk about, and an Ontario Soccer League champion, Tiana Harris. Welcome, Tiana.
1: Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, all right. We are excited. We, we waited a little bit for the season to decompress so we can talk in clear, in clear mm-hmm. minds, but we talked to you all the way back when you were at tryouts in the winter. You happened to be here. You we were doing mm-hmm. some training at Pura Vida. And you were at the open tryouts, you know, so it wasn't some uh, high level, uh, I guess, you know, college recruiting type story, I guess. How did you, I think we asked you at the time, I couldn't find the clip. How did you hear about Aurora and the tryouts? How'd you get over there?
1: Um, yeah. So when I was training at Pura Vida, um, there was like a few girls specifically, Ken's and Abby, who were also training at Pura Vida. And I'd heard like a little bit of hype around Aurora at the time, um, but you know, they were talking about it, talking about how they had such a fun year being there. So I wanted to check out what, what the hype was about. So I went to the tryout when I was there in December and I definitely understood what the hype all around Aurora was. So it was exciting.
0: Yeah, there were, it was a nice tryout setting because they had some previous players there to help mm-hmm. kind of uh, raise the standard or set some sort of standard because an open tryout is really brutal. I will say two years in a row in the first open tryout, I was like, you know, I think Christelle Yewa will get signed. And then this year I was like, you know, Tiana Harris looks pretty good. Obviously <laughs> not a hard pick to make, given that you were W League Defender of the Year. Um, but talk about your impressions of the team, just from talking to Ken's, talking to Abby, and and talking to the coaches and mm-hmm. being at the tryout, but then actually how different it was, or if it was different when you actually were in the mix starting in May here. Yeah. I mean,
1: um, so at the tryout, I, it was kind of nice because I had already known you know, Abby and Ken's previously. So it was kind of like more comfortable. The girls, even on the the girls who were already on the team that last year were also like very welcoming. And I remember coach Nicole had asked Mariah to say something about like what the season meant to her or something like that about last year. And, and the way she described it is exactly kind of how I felt like going into the season with the girls. I think uh, Nicole did a great job having us all be in zoom before the actual season. So we were starting to like form those bonds and like, just kind of be familiar with how people, um, like, you know, what people were saying and also just like get, getting to see your teammates face before actually being on the field. So I think if I were to compare what the experience from the tryout was to like the actual season and, and being on the team, I would say, um, it's like, they were like literally like family. I think the girls just all want everyone to to succeed. The coaches you try their best to set you up for success. And um, I just had, it was a great year, honestly. It's something that you honestly just have to be a part of yeah. um, to describe.
0: Yeah. It was one of the parts that it was, there was these jitters of <clears throat> in the first open trainings and seeing even in mm-hmm. the first games, we would talk to returning players. And then we talked to new players about kind of the atmosphere of the tension between um, a lot of summer league teams, there can be heavy turnover. It's, it's not always uh, continuous, but this coaching staff brought back a large bulk of the team, right? And so, there we go. Are you still here? it? Yeah. yeah. Brought back most of the team. And, of course, they did really well last year, but then they're mm-hmm. seeing new people. And so we would be asking, how's the chemistry working of, like, the competition for spots? Mm-hmm. But it really – Maybe it just seemed like that, or you all played a good game in front of us, but it seemed like the chemistry integrated pretty well right away. You were seen as a leader, it seemed like, right away, wearing the armband when wouldn't wasn't playing. So talk about just, I mean, it seems like the chemistry was there and you were someone who were able to step into a role immediately.
1: Yeah, um, I think, like I said, Nicole, actually, she kind of, like, prepared us for that type of competition level. I think everyone understood that there's a lot of talent on this team. So like, you're going to have to come here and you're going to have to work. And I think everybody had that kind of mindset Mm -hmm. of just like, whether it was like, my role today is, you know, being on VIP, my role today is being on the field. Like, I think everybody tried their best to embrace their role. And every single week, it was different, you know, Nicole, and the whole entire coaching staff gave people opportunities to try and show up work. And like, it was really like, we didn't know like every week the roster would be like something new because people are just working every single week to try and prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made us so good um, as well. And it wasn't like a toxic environment. It was more like, I want you to do like, like your best. So I'm going to show up at practice my best so that we can have a better team. And I think that type of mindset really helped us in our success in the season as well.
0: How did the chemistry on Aurora compare to the other teams you've been on? Like, you know, Mississippi state and Kent mm-hmm. state, the obvious examples.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean I think I was a little bit nervous coming into it because when you're in like a pre-professional environment it's more so like maybe a little bit more competitive but it wasn't like that I, I would compare it very similar to like a college environment where it's like people really care about you as as a person and they want you to do well so I think the experiences that I've had with my college teams personally comparing it to Aurora I would say that it was like really similar like more of like a support instead of like you know girls tearing each other down for a spot it's more like you're working your butt off I recognize that and I respect that but next week I'm going to come back and I'm going to try and get my spot you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying so Mm -hmm. it's just a competitive environment I think people were just open to just it's what what it takes to be the best so we were trying to do those things
0: yeah. Do you think it's unique in terms of a summer league team and the fact that it's so quick and you wouldn't normally have like the years maybe of program building like you do in a college? It seems like that is maybe an impressive aspect of the coaching staff. Like you mentioned, they they do things off the field and on the field to foster that, it seems like. you
1: For sure. For sure. I think as well, they, the coaching staff did an amazing job of just picking like good humans as well. Like yeah. people who you know they thought we're going to fit well into the pre like the previous roster and the girls who were currently on the team they they weren't picking people who didn't care about soccer who were just here for like obviously it's we're here for fun but at the end of the day like we want to win so they they did a great job picking good humans and i think that that translated to like how everyone kind of bonded on the team as well cuz every single girl on that team is just like an amazing person off the field and on the field
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something we hear from other players, too. That's mm-hmm. yeah, it's clearly the recruitment um, it was done with intention. And you could see that as well. by the fact that like you are a, um, obviously a high performing college player, you know, you're on the Herman watch list, but you can see by the people that the coaches select. It's not about just trying to get everyone mm-hmm. who's at if they if they happen to be on the roster at Stanford or happen to be a roster somewhere right. else you know, Maya Hansen's the all-time points leader and, you know, South Dakota State's a great program, but, you know, it's not North Carolina, it's South Dakota State, and she's killing it, you know, so they clearly know how to make the balance work, Um, and yeah, clearly one of the coaches too, I mean, shout to Jen Clark, who, uh, her talent was being recognized after doing well with Aurora, and she's now an assistant at Northwestern in the Big Ten, so everyone's, everyone's going pro everyone's everyone's stepping up Um, exactly talk about your first impressions playing at TCO with Ravon Talet and all the fans cheering you on talk about that okay
1: um I kind of got a taste of what it was going to be like um when we met the first day I'm all of America and you could just kind of see how like dedicated these people are to see girls who they've never even some of the girls they've never seen before Mm -hmm. um so I was like wow these fans in Minnesota really know how to show up but I think the most amazing moment for me was that first game when we had all walked out, the roster got announced and just hearing the fans like cheer. It's literally killing like to think about, and you can talk about it all the time. And like, people can say like, it's going to be loud. Like it's going to be lots of people sold out stadiums. But when you actually are feeling it and you're in that moment, I don't think there's a better feeling at all.
0: Yeah. How What were the biggest crowds you'd played in front of before that?
1: Honestly, um I, maybe less than a thousand definitely less than a thousand in college maybe
0: what teams were those do you think like that had the best crowds in college that you played
1: um honestly it would probably be against bg at like uh bowling green which Mm -hmm. is one of we had like a championship game against them at their home and i think that was probably the most fans and i don't even know if it touched 500 but yeah, yeah. yeah so really big difference
0: yeah absolutely and even in the early stages you know, some fans were like, oh, it's not quite as big because it was a lot of midweek games. But mm-hmm. We were still getting like four and five thousand people to a, a Wednesday game. And um, yeah, absolute, absolute blast. Um, talk about um, in terms of in the stadium, one of the things that makes it fun. I love that the coaches do this as well. They totally encourage celebrations. They welcome yeah. it. You know, this is um, these are players who are like people are paying to see them play, right? So they want entertainment. So I love that they let them celebrate a lot. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite celebrations from this year?
1: Um, I mean, Mariah does a great job creating these celebrations. She's literally like our celebration captain. So before games, like we'll, we'll um, talk about it, but like doing them are just it's just something so cool when it's like in the moment, my favorite would have to be um probably that first celebration we did with like cat rap and she was like in the walkway and yeah on the runway and we're like taking pictures of her like we're like the photographers and the paparazzi so that one was really fun um uh there was like another one that we did when Maya hansen scored i think it was like three it was like a hat trick that game we did like threes like we she scored the she scored the ball in like the net someone was doing. It was just so fun. Like all, all of them, like I love all of our celebrations, but those two were, were really fun.
0: Do you practice them? You might, I mean, some of them you have to practice a little, or at least you speak through it. Cause it's, yeah. If all of you were in it,
1: we, we definitely speak through it. Like before the game, we'll say like, okay, like first goal, not even will, like Mariah literally tells us, this is what we're doing. This goal, you know, like we, we obviously contribute ideas of, of celebrations but she'll be like all right first goal this and we'll just talk it talk through it before the game
0: so yeah
1: kind (laughs) of on the fly kind of not
0: i love it i love it i love i i happen to love yeah cat was involved in a lot i mean it happens when you're involved in goals literally Um, you know (laughs) adler and maya are maybe yeah cat that probably celebrated the most of like the three players who scored all the time. Mm-hmm. And I love it. My favorite one happened to be some of my missed too. Cause I'm trying to get the goal highlights to post. Right. So I was like, why didn't they celebrate? I asked Nicole in the opening game. She's like, there were like three choreographed celebrations that I missed, <laughs> but I love the one where you, where everyone was in it and you all lined up and just did a squad pick. Yeah. and Just like posed out. And that one was, and Kat Rap was in the middle just like, cause I think she had just scored and it mm-hmm. was, very fun. Yeah. And it makes for yeah great content. And also it makes, I mean, yeah, builds a lot of fan favorites. Do you have a favorite goal? You scored, obviously, like, I think you had what the 1-0 game winner in that away game mm-hmm. in Rochester. So that was a crucial goal, kind of a tough game. But then you, other than you, I mean, there were a lot of good goals this year. Do you have a favorite goal from this year?
1: Um, My favorite would have to be, I mean, Cat scores a banger damn near every game. So does Maya. But um, right. the craziest one was literally when Hannah just subbed in. Like her first touches on the ball was a goal. And I think that one was like, oh my gosh, like this girl is literally amazing. Like she's just a dog. Um, so I think that one, um, probably Mariah's when she put the ball through the girl's legs. And I was right. just shook to the core. So those, but I don't know. Like you said, like every, like Maya, Cat, everyone kind of scored bangers this year and it was just yeah. like yeah. it's hard to pick one
0: yeah cats in the playoffs cat having that goal in the playoffs where she came around the box and hit the far far right. corner and then adler hitting kind of the same goal right mm-hmm. after was funny and then it, yeah i mean it's hard to honestly there were i think 50 plus goals so it is tough to remember it has to go through you know check out the deep and the equal time twitter to find all those goals um you mentioned uh i mean mariah we know is the choreographed you know, leader for celebrations. Mm-hmm. Also, you guys do a lot of dancing, like pregame to get hype, probably in the locker room. I'm sure. Who's the mm-hmm. best dancer, Tiana?
1: Uh, that's obvious. Addie, she is the best
0: dancer. We've that heard we that before. Addy, she's a wild card. She's can wild we? Just, card. Can we just say shout out to you know the Mormons of Utah, giving Who's having there? a best dancer. Let's. I, I mean, full credit. Addy. Credit. And Got Addie it. also, by the way, Addie scored some bangers as well. Yes. Oh
1: my, like I was shook. Honestly, this team just has dogs, yeah. straight yeah. dogs.
0: I, there were plenty of shoe polishing going mm-hmm. on. Like more, when Morgan hits a long one, I feel like people shine her up and that's, yeah, also, also good. I yeah. know you're interested in fashion. You majored in marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the best dressed on the team? You can name a couple if you want. Hmm.
1: Uh, Abby O's kid game is disgusting. So okay. she definitely she has sneakers, the sneakers
0: shoes. Or, just, or 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 like other other
1: like sneakers. Like her shoe game is elite. So I'll give that to her. Okay. But um, I don't know. I, I'll take credit for best dress. You know I'll what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking you probably you might you might.
1: <laughs> I'll give credit where it's due, though. I, honestly, Abby's she's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stel's fitted. Yeah. Yes. She's. She's yeah. a good one. Uh, honestly,
0: Christelle I has it. that she can she can buy more. Look, she knows she's about to be getting that dentist money. She can be she can invest in this these things. Exactly. no, I'm sure she I'm sure she's horribly disciplined <laughs> with money as well. Christelle has it all together more than all of us. but yeah, no, yeah, she definitely. If you see her, instance full of full of fits. Full
1: yeah, of, for sure. So those those yeah. ones.
0: So I, one more, another question about Aurora, and then we're gonna mm-hmm. do a break and go into a little bit of growing up and the, the college times for you. Okay. I needed to ask. So uh, I caught this just watching on the sideline, and okay. told that the players had a player cam. Like, and I thought it was a VHS camera. I was like, how would they get this old ass camera? <laughs> but it was a digital. But it's a flip camera. <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's an old film camera they had used last year. And so Mm -hmm. the players they don't need it for film. And the players are just used it to make kind of a documentary about I mean, I think probably we're all influenced by seeing how many sports documentaries there are. Right. And just had it following you around. Mm -hmm. So one question, will we ever see any of that footage in some material way?
1: Oh, that's actually a good question. I mean uh i hope you guys will see that footage it's really funny i know that some of the stuff on there is just like you can comical. edit it you can
0: you can take the player see yeah, i'm sure you play right
1: <laughs> so i think um is probably gonna have to cut that one up but yeah. she she'll, she'll probably deal with that or taylor um maybe one day if you see yeah. any film
0: i mean watch out Here's the thing, it's kind of a joke, but I mean, this is actually very true. And and Mariah, I'm sure you're watching, probably not you, but maybe your mom. Um, Mariah, keep that footage because if Aurora becomes a professional team that has, that will be so highly valuable uh, it's like the 99ers um, you know they made a documentary out of that on Hugh mm-hmm. julie foudy carried a vhs camera all of 99 that's crazy and it's amazing and it's like you know it's and they are they also weren't as started them because they weren't used to being on camera all the time so right you would say anything yeah so. <laughs> but also we will read an ad now this show is brought to you by pence homes whether you're buying or selling or looking to do some projects in your current home nate and lydia can help you find what you need need financing for a basement remodel looking at a second bath or even a workspace now that you're working from home pence homes and their preferred lender angie shearer with luminant financing can help find the right financing tool for you go to pencehomes.com to learn more or find them on social media at pence homes all right let's talk Whitby, ontario Uh, it's you said it's a small town it is but it you know close to it's in the toronto metropolitan complex it's kind of like as far out as blaine is for people from uh from the cities ish like that what was soccer like growing up because toronto is really a soccer hotbed i mean at least in producing you know pro players
1: yeah we have some some high talent i think um i started kind of late um my soccer journey but i started when i was nine um yeah uh what would i say about it i would i would say it's it was starting to grow a lot i think i started i wasn't the best when i started at all i literally started on like my hometown's like B team. Mm -hmm. Um, But I worked really hard and I trained um, because I hate not being good at something. So Mm -hmm. I really stuck with it. And luckily my mom had the ability to like, you know, let me do extra training. So I would, I would do extra training and I had a goal to be on the A team. And then every single year I would just continuously try my best to like be better, get better, or like be on the next best team. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say as a, as a kid, I was very determined I worked extremely hard to get to where I was. And um yeah, I, I knew at a young age I wanted to get a soccer scholarship. So I worked my butt off, like extra training. My mom also would like wake me up early and like we would go for a run every single morning before school. Like yeah. it was it was a lot of hard work, but um I would say like yeah, it was it was it was a hard journey and I, I just worked my butt off to get to get to where I am today.
0: Well, shout out to Janet, right? Yeah, to Janet, <laughs> getting me up, up to ride. Um, that, yeah, that's fun. well. And where when you actually you're getting as a kid, you're getting better. You're actually kind of getting mm-hmm. competitive and serious about it. When when did, when was the age that you thought, oh, I'm going to get a college. I want to try and get a scholarship because maybe thinking about pro is a little, you know, it's, it's harder mm-hmm. to think of in terms of, especially you know, there aren't teams in Canada yet, but there will be. Um, mm-hmm. But wh- when did you actually think? I'm committing to this, like I'm gonna get a D1 scholarship and make it my goal.
1: Um. Okay. So the there was a girl who was my mentor who actually helped. She was the trainer that was training me at the time, and she had a scholarship. Her name Sylvia Forbes. She had a scholarship to Purdue. Okay. And I wanted to be like her so bad. So I was like, you know what? I want a scholarship. Like,
0: yeah. And
1: and as soon as I started to progress, I would say maybe age eleven or twelve. So like only a few years after that. I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And I had worked so hard previously. So I was like, if I keep working this hard and I keep getting better each year and seeing yeah. results, there's no reason why I don't get a scholarship. Like I I'm just gonna keep working. And and that was my goal. Yeah,
0: yeah. the value of having some an example that you get so you know it's a reality, right? That's exactly you know, it's like it's like Aurora's value um in the community for boys and mm-hmm. girls. Um, what did, did you always play defense or when you were a kid?
1: No, I played midfield. Um yeah. and then I remember One year, my coach was like, yeah, um, I think what had happened was our center back got hurt or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I moved from holding mid to defense. And ever since then, it just stuck. Like, I was already a good, I was a, a, like, I love defending. And I was trying to be, like, the best defender um, in midfield position. But then playing center back, I was like, yeah, I actually love this. I love this.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if there was a past of you being a striker because you do tend to get some goals. <laughs> you had some goals at Kent State. You had some goals for Aurora, obviously. Yeah. You know, some with your head, but also just, you know, you do a lot of distributing as well. That was something that Aurora had in numbers was defenders who can distribute from the back. Right. Um, talk about when you... So you're in Ontario, you know that there's a lot of scholarships in the US. So I know like I've seen in other interviews, mm-hmm. just knew there's a lot of opportunity there. And and D one soccer is about it's one of if you were trying to rank the world standards of soccer leagues, the United States D one soccer is probably supported with like facilities and money yeah. as well as like or better than a lot of places that are pro. Um mm-hmm. so I understand your goal. Um, although did you consider, were there any college? I know Canada just has the one division of athletics. Did you Mm -hmm. consider any Canadian schools? No,
1: I was like, no, I don't even want to want to do that. I joined a team immediately because to be honest with you, any good soccer player or like any girl that I knew at that age was trying to do the same thing. So I had joined like an Academy team who Mm -hmm. literally traveled to America and, um, we would travel to America with the objective of being seen like, like to yeah. showcases, like we would go to yeah. showcases and we would try and showcase ourselves in front of us college coaches. So that was always, always the dream.
0: Yeah. Was that Durham Academy?
1: Yeah. FC Durham. Yeah.
0: So you, and where, and is that how you ended up being seen by Mississippi state? Cause Mississippi is a far cry from Ontario. Too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually that journey was kind of crazy how that happened. I was actually home uh, there was a showcase here called um, the Umbro Tournament. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but um, I had a showcase here, and I, before Mississippi State, even I had committed to FIU. Oh, which is so crazy because Cap obviously Cap goes there, and I'm pretty sure Eli is going there now. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh yeah, FIU. But so I had committed previously to FIU, and then we had a coaching change. So the head coach there left. And the previous head coach at FIU knew Mississippi State coach. So he actually helped me out a lot and then communicated with the Mississippi yeah. State coach. We got on campus at, and um, he wanted to see me play. And then I just, you know, did exactly what I, I needed to do. And luckily got scouted for, for, for their team as well.
0: Yeah. Talk about the... So I've, I've been to the South. I've been mm-hmm. to Texas. I've been to Georgia. I have not, though, been to like Mississippi and Alabama. Mm-hmm. And also not it's a relative it's I don't know if it's a smaller town in Mississippi as well I mean what somewhat smaller city yeah but just talk about first impressions because you visited before you yeah. Committed. yeah but talk about just like weather food every you know just yeah. of being there
1: well when I first we actually drove because what? yeah we drove from here to Mississippi how far is that
0: that's like 16 hours
1: yeah it was it was really long it was like yeah, it was like 17 hours or something like You're that. Like
0: Detroit and Indiana and stuff. It was
1: yeah. so far. And I remember when we got like closer, I think it was like going through Kentucky, or we we got closer to Mississippi. And I seen I had just went to FIU where it's like in Miami, like beaches, palm, like yeah. palm trees. I'm like, yeah. yes, this is my dream. Yeah. And then I go to Mississippi and I'm like cornfield 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 like fields and i'm like no way i'm gonna be here but then i got on campus and like starkville where mississippi state is located is like the cutest college town in the world yeah and i used to watch a lot of like friday night lights it looks exactly like that. Yeah, and I'm like right. College Town. Like this feels like a movie. So like the facilities also were like insane. Of course, yeah. Like it's an SEC school, so the facilities are like amazing, and yeah. um, it was just like. I was like yeah actually I want to be here like I love it here also the people on campus were like so welcoming so nice like anybody who knows that they or has been to Starkville knows how like friendly and like a good good community it is it literally felt like I was at home even though I'm literally like
0: yeah
1: in the south like I was very like shook by how it wasn't that different because in Canada it's like pretty friendly as well yeah but um the friendly on the friendliness level like everyone was so sweet and just good people all around, but it was a lot of culture shock. But the food, yeah, yeah I was gonna say, food, the food, the food is
0: I, maybe maybe tough for a college coach's dietary plan to have yeah. the food in Mississippi. <laughs> but what was your favorite thing about that food? What was what, um, like, one of the favorite items? I mean, obviously, like just getting good barbecue, getting yeah. you know whatever good good cookout food.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really a huge fan of like seafood before, but they had yeah. like catfish was like a really big thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like fried cabbage, that sounds kind of scary. But um oh, yeah. the food that they offer on campus, like there's this place called the Temp and it's like where all athletes eat. Yeah. And it's like I don't even know what they put in the food there, but it was so good. I, I literally started eating fried cabbage and I was like, I don't oh, even yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it's so good. Like Yeah, the
0: seafood, the shrimp and it the was oil. amazing.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. So Dude. I think the South is winning. The cornbread, yeah. like, oh my gosh!
0: Cornbread, sure. That would be, yeah. Food would be the win for sure down there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not from a place without good seafood, but it is kind of different. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the doing the boils and stuff, and I mean, yeah, it'd be, yeah, yeah. That'd be a whole whole scene. I love it. Right. Talk about uh, transferring. It's a lot easier now. You had to do it back when you had to sit out. Um, things were less lenient um just talk about that process and just maybe if, if you know now seeing the way players are able to move if you're a little jealous and envious of people's uh swift transitions now
1: very jealous I think oh it's kind of scary now though because there's actually so many people in that transfer portal but yeah. um I would say yeah. my transferring process was like a little scary because I entered the portal in like May and like people start the season in like uh July yeah. August. Yeah. So it was a little scary for me. I was a little bit like, oh my gosh, am I going to find a team? But luckily, um Coach Rob at Kent State took a little chance on me. I mean, and I mean, I think coach uh so my coach from Canada actually was an assistant coach at Kent State. Okay. At the um and I think he kind of was like, well, like Kent State's not a bad idea and and then Coach Rob gave me a chance and I think um I was so grateful for the opportunity. So it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out. But I am very jealous of how the, the transfer portal works now. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty smooth for me. It wasn't, it was kind of overwhelming because when you first yes. get in, it's like so many emails from coaches and stuff like that. And like, you feel loved. You're like, wow, like people want me like, you know, but it's, it's a little bit of an overwhelming process, but I was, I was grateful. Mine was pretty smooth.
0: Yeah. It's a very, it's a good, it's always a good thing for players to have the freedom, you know, that coaches mm-hmm. also have because coaches can leave, but we're still working through that process of, um, it, you know, how many players can actually get into it and they get get a successful outcome from it. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that will kind of shape the amount of transfers in the future too. Cause it's, it's across all sports. It's like, you know, it, they kind of cut the cord and, and let it be wild. So we're right. yeah, we're figuring it out, but it is, we're, it is a nice thing that we've seen other like Minnesotans and there's been Aurora players like uh, Taylor Kane was able to transfer mm-hmm. up to Columbia, Iowa after, you know, um, her first year in college. So and like you said, one of the rap sisters is going to be moving this fall. So it's a good thing that players have the power. But Yeah, a lot of pressure to get it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it puts a lot of pressure on yourself to to be self-aware of how mm-hmm. much value you have as a player and where you really stand. Yeah, for um, sure. You At Kent State, not a, not like a traditional powerhouse, but you came in, had a decent first year, but it was into COVID and, and kind of that messy time. In 2021, you had a really pretty solid year for Kent State. You, like mm-hmm. you said, that was probably the year you were playing that Bowling Green game. Um, what did you take away from stepping in, actually becoming a leader? What do you remember about that time of having that a, a winning season and kind of how it helped you as a player?
1: Um, I think it helped a lot because that senior class who was with me, Um, that year was, like, we almost had, like, a leadership group, and I think the relationships that we had formed, like, off the field really benefited us on the field. Mm -hmm. Tell you, um, sorry, kind of cut out. Okay, Um, a lot of girls would tell you, like, who have been on that team, like, it was just a different feel, you know, like, everybody was willing to work for each other, and I think um, having that leadership group, like, even though, like, I was a captain, like, it wasn't even, like, it was a one-person-led thing, like, it was, like, all of us seniors in that group, we knew what we needed to do to create a winning environment. And, you know, we, we did what it took. We did exactly what it took. And even those freshmen who came in, they and the current girls who were there, like, you know, the other upper class classmen, understood, like we knew what we were saying. So they're, they're willing to work just as hard for us and we're willing to do the same. So I think that helped a lot. Also, our coaching staff was just amazing. I think they helped create this training environment that was so good for us that when we got to games, it was like, okay, like we got this, like we're clicking, we're moving. And I think that helped as well.
0: Yeah. So after that 2021 season, then the next year you were named the Mac Herman watch list that get to your head at all, Tiana, that get to your ego at all.
1: Um, no, actually like, I was kind of like, I mean, I was shocked. Like I think getting those type of types of accolades, I mean, for me, I think it only makes you want to work even harder because Um, You know, this is like an expectation people are are setting on you, even just being on a watch list um, of that, that type of like, that's literally like a Heisman trophy for, for college football. So being even on a watch list made me feel like, holy crap, like I need to be working even harder. I think that helped because of a you know my mom she's never like letting me settle she's never letting me be confident and or not confident she's always making me feel confident but understanding that like this is just a part of the journey you have so much more to go so i'm never complacent and i think that helps a lot um with just like my growth as a person and and as a player as well so those type of accolades those really put a fire up my butt and make me work like a thousand times harder
0: be like, I better not look like a poser. Literally. Like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> now people
1: that. are saying it. I gotta I gotta live up to the hype. So yeah, I think uh that's kind of how I look at things like that.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. And as a defender too, I think that is unique. I, I'm not like an expert in that award, but it's not obviously it's not focused on defenders. So no. um Another award that's kind of cool. It was right, I was, I said, I gotta ask. You're all Ohio, which sounds really cool. It's mm-hmm. only states with that many D ones. Minnesota, we only have two. It would be a, it would be a fruitless list. Although equal time would be the one to make it. Um, <laughs> talk about being all Ohio. There are a lot of colleges, and I've, I've met mm-hmm. over ten D ones.
1: Honestly, I didn't, I didn't really take that in that there was, you're actually right. Like there is a lot of colleges.
0: Akron, Bowling Green, Ohio, Ohio state. I mean, Cincinnati, there's a million. No, there's so
1: many. So um, I think that accolade is, it's just any accolade in general is amazing. And like just having your hard work being like recognized on like a larger scale. um, It makes you feel really good. Obviously, like I said, it makes me want to work harder, but it's pretty cool. If you put it like in like perspective like that, like,
0: That's kind of,
1: kind of cool. That's cool. It must've
0: been, it must've been teams. I I mean, at least a handful are in the Mac with you too. So I mean like Mm -hmm. what team, what team did you hate the most? What team did you want to beat? I mean, obviously like, Oh, if we would've got to play Ohio state and say F state, but like, you know, what do you, what, for you in the games you played, what was the team you wanted to beat the most?
1: Um, We did play Ohio state, but just like, because, um, so obviously we came in with the mindset of like, we want to be a team that, you know, that's in that conference. That's at that Mm -hmm. high caliber So we came in, I came in wanting to beat, I come in wanting to beat every single team, but definitely Ohio State. And then we kind of have like beef with Bowling Green, Kent State. I mean, they beat us damn near every year. So like, we were like, no, not this year. Uh Uh, So uh, BG was definitely our, them in Ohio, like the University of Ohio, we can't stand them. So no offense to them, but
0: they are- Sorry, yeah. Not cats. no. That's that Bobcat.
1: bobcats. Bob, you're close. That's yeah. Confusing.
0: Do they? Does do the? Does Ohio do the OH chant too, or is it just Ohio State people that do the OH?
1: I think Ohio State. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a for people from Minnesota. It's annoying. Sorry, people from Ohio. No, our no, East okay. Coast Ohioans. We don't like the OH. Or I don't. <laughs> um one other thing about, uh, well, I want to just generally about being in Kent, like being in Kent, Ohio, like what was your favorite? We talked about the food in Mississippi. Maybe the food of Ohio isn't the same type of, mm-hmm. type of uh, flavor with <laughs> in terms of season, But sorry, Ohio again. Wow. But what was your favorite part of being in Kent aside from the soccer team and like the soccer mm-hmm. I would
1: say Kent is actually like a cute little town. And because I'm from Whippy, like honestly, cute little towns, I'm pretty, pretty like used mm-hmm. to them. It's not like I'm, A big city girl or anything like that Mm -hmm. but um it was really it's like you fall in love with the the town itself I think that goes along with like the people um it helped that my coaching staff like I loved my coaching staff I loved my experience there as a player um and just the people who work at Kent State as well like I have a great relationship with um my athletic director and like when do you ever like Sometimes people don't even know who their athletic director yeah. is. Yeah. So I think the people made me fall in love with Kent as well as like the location. It's just a cute little dainty town and there's not much to do but soccer. But all I'm trying to do is soccer anyway. So it, yeah. it worked out perfectly. And my mom was close. So my mom was able to drive to a lot of yeah, a lot of places uh, or a lot of games and yeah, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, a lot of it is close in the Mac. Yeah, everything right across. We got your mm-hmm. we got an adorable dog in the background too, who's in Oh, sorry. The dog. <laughs> the dog is good for views. Tiana, get the dog right in the middle. The, this the is
1: Fiji is- back here.
0: Fiji. Yeah, she's hanging out. Lulled, lulled to sleep by our conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talk about one of the things you did uh, when you're at Kent State. You went to the Black Student Athlete Summit mm-hmm. last summer. Obviously in the wake of seeing so many athletes using their voice and then also the expansion of athlete rights, like we said, like NIL and mm-hmm. people's voices being a little more um, heard. Talk about what you got out of going to the black student Athlete Summit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that experience, like I, I don't think anybody at my school had done it before. I think it was the first year that they had given us an opportunity to do so. So I think, you know, as um, a black woman, I, it was really exciting to just go and connect with other black student athletes who um have the same type of experiences as me and who look like me and i think that opportunity just being able to bond and I, i'm still friends with some of the people who i met at the summit as well so mm-hmm. being able to network as well and like nil's were just becoming like a really big thing so um i am canadian so i wasn't able to get nil deals in america oh. which sucks oh. but um just hearing about oh. it was really cool yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah that's funny i didn't i didn't even think about that that aspect of it another way yeah there we have not quite nailed the rules down yet you know that like really works for people um but obviously you were playing like when you were playing at kent state Mm -hmm. did you have the goal when in your process did you actually think i want to play pro soccer or did you Um, think it before you were at kent state
1: yeah before definitely before i think playing professional soccer as soon as i accomplish that goal of going d1 i was like all right what's next like i started putting that in i'm like a big you know like i pray a lot so i put that in my prayers i put that in um started Mm -hmm. to like you know manifest those types of things like what i wanted i wanted to become a mac defensive player of the year so i put that in my manifestations in my prayers as well Mm -hmm. and um so it's always, like, the next thing for me. I'm never really, like, okay, like, this is this is comfortable. I did this one, so, like, what's next? And um, I work extremely hard and just keep my head down and just keep keep working and try to achieve that goal.
0: Yeah. Well, and so right now, I mean, thinking of your path, uh, we'll talk about something you tweeted, but the World Cup's going on. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, I'm sure we don't have to talk about Canada. We, <laughs> it's like, we, we talked a little pre – this isn't – this is a show for, for joy and positive memories. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully, it leads to positive uh, growth in the game there. But I wonder for you, growing up near Toronto, and um, I joke with some of the players of our age difference. Mm-hmm. But it's like Christine Sinclair was playing when you when you were a little kid. That she and she's still playing. It, were there players like her that you looked up to in terms of like Canadian? Could have been other players too um, that you looked up to and made you think you could be them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I vividly remember. Um, We had like a meeting. I think I was, how old was I? Maybe like 13. Um, We had a meeting at FC Durham and um, they were asking us like what our long-term goals were and what our short-term goals were. And I remember my coach at the time, it was Rocky. He, um, I wrote down like play for the women's national team. And he was like, he talks about it to this day. Like when I seen you and um, you're at your little age, like, and you were like saying that you wanted to play for the national team. Like, obviously it was like, (laughs) Wow, like this girl knows what she wants, you know. So it, it's always been a dream of mine um to play for a national like my national team for Team Canada or mm-hmm. even just, you know, I also am Jamaican, so like whether mm-hmm. I choose to represent that country as well, like I don't know, but it's always been a goal of mine to play for for Team Canada. So um yeah, Christine Sinclair was a big one or even Khadisha Buchanan cuz she's such a, yeah. a strong center back. Yeah. Um I watched her on the news when she first like got her cap and my mom was like, Tiana, like this could be you, like this could be you. Yeah. So I think um, I've just like watched Kadisha throughout her process yeah. and, and I aspire to be just like her as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, Buchanan, she's a killer. Yeah. They, and, and they have some of those players like her who have, they're probably, I think she's probably only in her mid twenties or late twenties. She has mm-hmm. like 150 caps. She's been playing since she was like 17 years Crazy. old. Um yeah, but you did. You posted that I'm gonna play in the next World Cup.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I'm putting go. that out there. I I mean, I got a couple of years. Yeah. So obviously, a lot of improvement. Um, a lot of room for growth.
0: Yeah. So
1: that's my next goal, and yeah, um, I plan to achieve it. So fingers crossed.
0: Jamaica and Canada, eyes open. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> funny. The, and both teams, yeah, both, both exciting teams that are, you know, they're just right on the heels of the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. uh, talk about, in terms of the World Cup, have you been watching it or consuming it? It's insane hours, I mean, mm-hmm. um, but have you been able to watch it and, like, what, you know, any games besides the Canadian games?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I stayed up. I got up for that uh, France game. France um, in Brazil. Yes. That was a good year. game. Crazy. I also watched um the Netherlands play the US. I mean, I've been trying to, you know, keep up with these hours of the of the, of the night or like the morning. But yeah. me and my mom, we woke up, we set our alarm and we'll take a nap some like for this uh 3 a.m. game or yeah. where we stayed up and we just got it done, watched it. I mean, it's the World Cup. It's important for women to be supporting it as well, so
0: Yeah. it's big. No, I was I was bartending not eleven hours ago in the, in the bar for the yeah we had we had um, shout out to everyone who came out I don't know how many bars are open in the Twin Cities for the two AM games like that we had over a hundred people people were having fun and yeah it was it was a blast it's been um, fun to watch even even the Canadian team was fun to watch even though we had that disappointing result yeah um, talk about you like you said, you already knew once you were at Kent State, once you are at Mississippi State, you wanted to be pro. Mm-hmm. Aurora, obviously, is a piece of that. One, to get exposure, obviously, being named the league's Defender of the Year helps, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how? But aside from visibility, having good tape, having good coaches, scouting reports on you, how did you get better playing for Aurora this summer, like you mm-hmm. into to trying to be pro?
1: Um, I was training as well as playing with uh, Minnesota. I was training at Pira Vida. Um, I think they do an amazing job of, you know, keeping me sharp, keeping, making sure that I'm always improving. And I feel like every session I leave from there, I get a little bit better. So Mm -hmm. definitely training there as well as on top of being at an Aurora practice. I mean, I'm training with high quality girls who, um, want the same things as me and, um, you know, they are working just as hard to get to where, um, I want to be as well. So Mm -hmm. just that competitive environment that the coaches create, um, and, Training on top of that, I think that helped
0: a lot. Yeah. How many of the players we saw Ken's laying dock announce mm-hmm. a pro deal? Shout out to Ken. She had something, uh we know that heard that, you know, she had something fall through last summer where she mm-hmm. was pretty close after, which, you know, I guess the benefit of Aurora fans is she was available to play Right. And then again because <laughs> one of the things about this team is players are on it to most of them to try to find a path to be mm-hmm. like, that next step. So eventually they'll leave. They won't be our players anymore. How right. many other players uh, before, including you, but Ken's has gone pro, right? Mm-hmm. How many, Morgan Turner's already pro from last year, but aside from Ken's, how many other players, and of course you're probably talking to them. So but based on some of what you know, but mm-hmm. how many other players do you think might sign a pro deal this fall?
1: Um, hopefully one other, I know a lot of people are still in college, but I hope, um, you know, one other person signs, um, goes pro as well, but I know everyone kind of has that goal. Who's there? Um, so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah,
1: hopefully more people.
0: Except for Christelle with the number one backup plan of all time, being a doctor. So, um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was, I was surprised. I was, I was a little surprised she even played the second year. I thought she might be like, look, I got shit to do. You Listen,
1: know? that girl is, like, unreal. The fact that she went through medical school and, like, still was with Aurora. And Aurora's not, like, a little commitment. Like, it's literally, like, oh, damn near it's... seven days a week. And yeah. she's just one of the hardest workers I know. So for her yeah. to you know be doing all that it's, it's insane
0: yeah wow well we've waited the whole time tiana i just oh. want to know sorry i don't know
1: i think i cut out that stuff. That? there we go
0: we just got to get the quick. because fans supporters could make assumptions uh based on your performance and based on you know your aspirations but i did just want to ask if you do have your you know a pro spot lined up for this fall or how much you can tell us about that
1: yeah, I do. Um, I can tell you guys that I have officially signed to be a professional soccer player. And I won't tell you the team just yet, but I am going to play in France.
0: Crazy, crazy. Applause all around, Tiana. Thank
1: you. <laughs> when
0: um, And so, I mean, just knowing you're playing in, league, in the, the French League, which is one of the best mm-hmm. in the world, obviously. Probably the most storied club in the world is there in Olympic Lyon. And then you have yeah. the PSG teams and everyone else. Um But for us, I mean, how did you, when was the first step of that process? I'm sure, did you already have an agent coming in Mm -hmm. the spring, looking towards opportunities in the summer, and then it went from there?
1: Yeah, I actually had an agent. Before I knew I was going to take my fifth year at Kent State, I started like searching for an agent because I knew I wanted to start my professional career. So luckily yeah. I had found an agent who was willing to, you know, wait until my fifth year was over and still continue to work with me. Mm-hmm. So um, he's just been working like tire- tirelessly to find me somewhere to go. And, you know, he did his job and he he did a great job at that. And yeah, he got me that. So that's all him.
0: Wow, exciting! And when did you when did you find that out? When did you know that you're that it was solid and that you could you know depend on that being real?
1: Right. So, um, I think I didn't really believe it until I like signed that contract. I mean, um, okay. so I found out about the um offer the day of the the game on the eighth.
0: Oh. Yeah, the
1: Indy Eleven game, but um, whoa. It, I know it was like a lot going into it, but I wasn't trying to like think about it. So I just kind of put that to the back of my head because, you know, like an offer is an offer, but um, I wanted to just like be like, we're fully locked into like, you know, the game wow. and that's and this team. So I didn't think about it. I, I didn't even really tell anyone um, because
0: yeah,
1: I, it's like, you know, this is a game, a serious game that we're going into and, and I was hoping to progress. So yeah. uh, it's not even about me. So after that, I remember it was yeah after we lost yells yells. Ye- um, grandma had came up to me and she was like, so like, what's next for you? Like, are you working? And I was like, Oh, like, I kind of like, you know, spilled the beans a little bit. And then she was like, what? And then everybody was kind of like, <laughs> so, um, I was going to plan and tell the team like separately, but like wait, maybe till like we were at dinner, or, you know, we just lost. So like, who's really trying yeah. to talk about that? So,
0: yeah.
1: um, some of the girls ended up finding out and then it, spread like wildfire but I, I wanted to wait for the best time to tell them but they did find out
0: that is a challenge though that's a real challenge because y- you say oh folks on the game but it's like you're a human being, right? You have that too. So you're compartmentalizing and you're kind of talking yourself through it, but that's pretty tough to have that hanging there. Even Yeah. That must've yeah. been, I'm sure that was a challenge.
1: Yeah. It was, it was a little hard, but honestly, like I was so like locked in that it didn't yeah. even really, uh, I was like, I want to be in the 11s, but you know, I wasn't thinking right. about anything but that, that day. Right.
0: And you're like, we better, and I want to do well so that I get this contract. I don't want right. to, I don't want to lose right. the opportunity for it. Right. Yeah. So you first first thing once you signed the contract must have called mom right what did you do first? yeah well You'd when Google i accepted you've been googling the city and yeah, immediately
1: <laughs> um as soon as i accepted the offer i called my mom because um i was like yeah like this is so crazy and i i remember i had called her like before the game because yeah. it happened like that morning so i was like okay like let me call my mom and i think her reaction kind of just made me feel like so blessed because it's like, wow, like, you know, like finally everything that you've you've worked for your dreams, like they're literally like your dreams are coming true and it yeah. will be your job. So just being able to also tell her that, you know, her 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 hard work, her sacrifices and everything she's done for me for this game, like it's all paying off and like it almost felt like this is for you, mom, like. Thanks. Yeah.
0: yeah. A lot of driving. Janet did a lot of driving, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fees, a lot of club fees. But yeah, She sure, did. Yeah. She did. Trip, trip to Paris coming up, I'm sure. Yeah. And do you have any French background? Did you just get Duolingo going? What'd you? Uh, uh,
1: yeah. In Fran- uh, Canada, sec- French is our second language. Yeah. So I did study it from grade four to grade nine, but I definitely have to sharpen oh, okay. up on it. So I've made sure I've downloaded Duolingo and. You know, I'm trying to speak French all around the house nowadays, <laughs> even though no one understands me. I'm trying to practice.
0: Fourth, I, well, yeah, I realized second language. I didn't realize, yeah, you have, if you have to take it for five years, that's good. I mean, you have the basics, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's, um, yeah. Well, you'll have some other North Americans close by. There's a lot of Canadians yeah. who play both in France and England, and then, you know, Sorry. other Americans. You're good. And other Americans around, too, so yeah, hopefully you'll be able to find some. Uh, do, do you know anyone or to even have, like, a connection to a player? Do you start trying to look up, like, oh, do I have a friend of a friend who is in France?
1: I'm very lucky that um, I was training in the offseason in December. Here, or not even December, maybe January here. And um, I had met – I knew a, one girl on my team had went to France before um, on Kent State. She went to uh, France, and she mm-hmm. played with one of the girls who I was training with. So she's actually going to – I'm going to play against her in that um, same oh. – um, in the league. I guess. Yeah, in that yeah. league. So that'll be nice. And I kind of have her and I know her and I met her here. So it's nice. I have her as well. But I know there's like a lot of people from other places on my my team. So it'll be yeah. it'll be very interesting. I'm excited to meet everyone.
0: Yeah, well, that is such exciting news for for people in Minnesota to hear. Tiana, you became a quick fan favorite with Aurora. Um, obviously, onto some bigger steps, and we you must uh, we will have to watch your social for when you play like at the Park to Prince at PSG or play at Lyon. We're gonna have Pax. to see the content of that and. Uh, Yeah. Get ready to plan your little, are are you kind of in your head thinking you're just kind of going into a romantic comedy or a romantic uh, movie that, cause I'm going to France. I'm going to go live in a pretty little town. Are you kind of like, you know, going through the fairy tale of that?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think part of me is like, Oh my gosh, like there's so much work to be done. But I think another part of me is like, wow, like I cannot wait. Like I've been watching like TikToks on like the South of France and like, I've been watching, you know, (laughs) things like that, that I'm like, wow. I also watched like, um, this show on Netflix called Emily in Paris, and I was of like, course. Oh my gosh! I'm literally romanticizing it, so I'm it's excited. It's gonna be
0: exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. Exactly like Emily in Paris. You're you're fortunate because you're going to France as a Canadian, so mm-hmm. you're, you're going in. I think you'll be much more welcome than uh, right. So, so you're coming. You're going in well. awesome congratulations we will await the actual word on that team so we can hype it up we'll be people are going to be busy trying to search for the streams they can find of these european players this year thank you so much for your time
1: no thank you so much for having me
0: all right